coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia. This is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. And welcome to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs in the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. I'm your host, Sharon Klein. And today on the show, we have the owner of a local eatery in downtown Canton, Georgia called Bananas and Beehives. And they serve pastries and coffee and ice cream. And they just won a spot on the top 10 Atlanta Eats of Canton, which is very cool. Welcome, Lori Sutton. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? How did it how did it feel to win? I don't know. I it felt great. I, I didn't even know that that was a thing until somebody sent it to me and said, "Congratulations." <laughs> the word got around. You didn't even have to do anything for it to come to you. Right. It, it was awesome. So Oh, congrats. That's good. It made me feel good. It's always uh, good to have a little reassurance from you know, from the public that you didn't even have to ask for. Right. (laughs) No, I mean, that's probably the highest compliment, I imagine. Yes. Well, I have been to your to your bakery. It's sort of a bakery, but it's kind of an ice cream place, too. How about you let me know what you would describe your your shop as? So we're a small batch bakery um, that we also do a lot of wholesale, um, primarily wholesale right now. Um, we kind of have outgrown our kitchen, so we bought a new space, and we're in the process of renovating it and turning it into a production kitchen. It won't be retail, but it'll be where we produce everything. It's in Woodstock, right? It is in Woodstock, Mm -hmm. so so we are very excited. It's very centrally located to pretty much all of our customers. Um, So you need more space because you're growing, which is like the dream. It (laughs) is. It is. It's, It's great. It's it's. More than what I had hoped for. Well, you had started at, like, I was looking on your bio a little bit about um, how you really had a passion for baking, but also just, like, the perfect cookie. Is that what started the whole? Right. So um, I'm from New Orleans, and my I come from a long family of chefs and cooks. And, you know, my parents, my mom loved to cook, and she, you know, cooked for an army, Um and she would never let me in the kitchen to help her. But after everything was done, I could have it to bake. And so at four or five years old, that was what I knew how to do was cookies. And I just perfected over the years. And, you know, everyone's always told, I've always heard from everybody, do what you love. Baking is what I love. And so. So yeah, that's how it all got started. How it all got started. <laughs> so what was your perfect cookie recipe? Like, what was it that you loved to make? Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip and pecan was my favorite. Is that what you started here too as well when you started the bakery? Uh, chocolate chip and uh, peanut butter. And so my whole idea was I was going to do croissants and cookies. And, you know, I love croissants. I love almond croissants especially. And you can't really find a good croissant. It's everything's, you know. Factory made, Factory right? made and it's just that has no flavor or taste and so that's what I wanted to do I wanted I said you know we need a good croissant place and so that's what I started out and then it kind of just you know we opened in 2020 and uh, we had to pivot a lot (laughs) let's just talk about the (laughs) pandemic because it affects everybody's business that's been on the show so how did how did you kind of manage what did you do right at the beginning of the pandemic you opened we did we did it was it was a challenge, but it actually kind of worked in our benefit because we weren't hit so hard 
in the beginning and we had time to adjust and we had time to realize that, hey, you might have to pivot and and this is what you need to do. And, you know, people kept coming to us and saying, well, you know, we like croissants and we like cookies, but can you do this and can you do that? And that kind of led into a whole, you know, barrage of different things that we do. And, and we're still trying to test the limits and do different things every day. <laughs> so initially you were going to have like the croissants and the cookies, but then mm-hmm. as the pandemic happened, you became more retail because people weren't coming into the shop. Right, right. We we thought as we grew and got our name out there that we'd have that organic foot traffic from being in a downtown area, you know, and there's a lot of offices down there. Offices were shut down. There was the courthouse down there. The courthouse was shut down. So we just didn't have that foot traffic. Uh, another reason why I wanted to open a business and, and do what I love doing is I wanted that community involvement. And because we didn't have that foot traffic and we didn't have the people coming in, I didn't really get that. And probably about two months after we opened, um, a friend of mine suggested I join a networking group. And we joined the networking group, and it just took off from there. And and now we get that community involvement tenfold, really, because it's mostly with other business owners. And, And so my fears, I can see that, Everyone has those fears and my accomplishments. I can see other people have those accomplishments and I don't feel so alone. That's awesome. It's such a power to um, know that you've got support in your in your community right there next to you. That if right. you were to ask someone down the street, hey, I need this help, but you know them and they would be happy to help you. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's it. Sometimes I feel like I'm dreaming. Oh, um, what a great story. <laughs> that makes me so happy for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. You. So how did you come to Georgia from New Orleans then? Uh, so I got married to a South Floridian and uh, we moved to South Florida in 2004. It was a huge culture shock. I don't know if you've ever from been New to New Orleans. Yeah. I, well, I think anywhere coming from New Orleans is just a huge culture shock. Um, and I just, I didn't care for South Florida. The only thing that I liked was the weather. It was very consistent. Um but I just didn't like it. And so my husband told his business that he wanted to transfer. And North Georgia was the first place. And his brother actually is a pilot. And he was, uh, his the hub was in Atlanta. He worked for Delta. And um, so he lived in Canton. And that's we, how you ended up in Canton. That's how we ended up in Canton. And we love it. Yeah, it just <laughs> unfolded for you like that. It just unfolded like that. And we love it here. I mean, it's. It's very similar. The people are so nice like they are in New Orleans, and it's just, we just love it here. It's more rural than there. And Truth, and more rural than even downtown Atlanta, I imagine. Right. So I saw that you said you were a small batch bakery. So are you, as you get your facility here in, in Woodstock open, will, will you become a bigger batch bakery then? Definitely. I think we probably are more of a bigger batch bakery. Yeah, because I was thinking you don't. Yeah. You also have other items on your menu than what I just talked about. Like right. I know you've got this incredible bread that you have um, that I've had before. It's really, And you do coffee all the time. Yeah. Like and I think coffee and pastries and cookies sound wonderful together. Um, but yeah, so I imagine you're really expanding so much. We are. We are expanding. Uh, you know, most people, they, I love dessert. I've always loved dessert. love baking. I love the science, trying to figure out you know, how to do it and what makes this happen or that happen. Um, you know, a lot of people like coffee with their dessert. 
I like ice cream with my dessert. <laughs> and so that's why I wanted to throw the ice cream in there as well. Um, but we get a lot of people asking us about lunch. And so um, when we get our new place up and running, we're going to turn the bakery into a, a quick lunch spot oh, in downtown so nice. Canton. So we'll have the, you know, the croissant sandwiches and the brioche sandwiches and and things like that. It's so perfect. Like you said, there's so much foot traffic right there. Right. And the courthouse is open up again. And so now we're seeing a lot more people. And yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's definitely, we've had to pivot. And I think that's been a great learning experience from us for us because neither one of us have ever owned our own business before. Um, so we've had to learn a lot. And you know, I say for anybody that wants to do something, just do it. Don't worry about getting your ducks in a row because you're never going to have them in a row. If you're doing something wrong, somebody will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where did your name come from, Bananas and Beehive? So I wanted something cute and catchy. I didn't want something that tied me to something, you know, like a cake or a um, like croissant place or something. Yeah, like Laura's Croissants or whatever. <laughs> I wanted... Um, Something that we could do events, because we do do a lot of events, birthday parties, baby showers, um, both in-site and off-site, or on-site and off-site. Um, and I used to read a lot of blogs. I used to read a lot more. I don't have time to read a whole lot anymore. <laughs> You're a business but, owner. But uh, I used to read a lot of blogs when blogs first became really big. I was big on blogs. And I read this blog that this young lady wrote um, about Banana bees not liking bananas, and they get very, very unhappy if there's a bananas around. And it wasn't a true story, but it was a very cute article. And one of the paragraphs started out bananas and beehives. And it was at that time that I was searching for a name, and I was actually trying to find a one-word name like flower or whisk, <laughs> and everything was taken. Um, and I thought, oh, wow, that's kind of cute and catchy, and I could do parties with that, you know? And No one so had I, it. <laughs> I looked it up, and no one had it, and I thought, yes, this is it. And so uh, I took got all the, the domain and the social <laughs> media accounts, and, and then 10 years later, we opened. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that is that is like the American dream. Like you followed something that was inspiring for you, and now there's a whole right, like you have right. a website and a right. physical store, and now you'll be you know yeah. having expanded. And I mean, how exciting right. is that? I know, and there is a little something to that. So our name has beehives in it, and so when we first opened, I didn't realize how many beekeepers there were in North Georgia. There's quite a few, oh. and so I guess when they saw oh beehives, I wonder what this is. They all came to check us out. So there is a little bit of truth to bananas and beehives. So bees can be temperamental, and if they're unhappy, they release a pheromone, and it smells just like bananas. And that is true. I did research that, and um, but it has nothing to do with our name. <laughs> I found that out after we were opened <laughs> by a couple of beekeepers. So now you have some trivia. You can win a big contest with that one. I, I know. Use, useless knowledge. But. <laughs> That's all my brain has in there. <laughs> Mine too. Well, so um, I know that you said that you were um, going to be doing lunch, but now you're going to be opening five days a week. So how does that impact your your life? Because if you're, you're busy now, what do you hire more people? How will you manage it? So... At the moment, as crazy as this may sound, it is just my husband and I. We have done everything. My parents do come in and help. When I do events, sometimes I grab my daughter and make her come with me. (laughs) She's a school teacher, so (laughs) she's available a lot of the times that my events are going on. Um, 
we don't have the room to hire anybody right now. We're kind of, excuse me, we're kind of tripping over each other. Yeah, I can imagine it. And so once we have that production kitchen uh, and we turn our current space into just the lunch space, we'll have more room. And so at that point, yes, we're going to hire people. And then we probably won't be there much. Yeah. <laughs> is, is my plan. <laughs> going to take a break? No, no, we'll be, oh. we'll be at the production kitchen. <laughs> But that's awesome because think about it, like this is such confirmation that it was needed in this area that yes. it, that what you're making is is desirable and successful and people and you're growing. I mean that's the dream for sure. Yes, definitely. I remember um I used to make things, you know, for friends and family and everybody would tell me how good it is and oh, you should open up something. And I always thought Oh, are they just telling me that? You know, your friends, they have to tell you. It's good. They want you to bring things yeah. over more. <laughs> I remember one of my friends, uh, I remember her when I told her that I, we were in a space and we were opening a bakery. She says, oh, no, I'm going to get huge now. Oh, <laughs> you're not going to bake just for them. Right. <laughs> but that's and great. So, yeah. Where do you get your recipes? Like, how did you kind of perfect things? Like, um, I've seen um, croissants being made or in the process of being made, mm-hmm. and they're labor intensive. The croissants, yes, they're very labor intensive. It used to take me two days or three days to make them, and now I can do them in pretty much in one day. I make the dough. Wow. Yeah, it's it, but it's all day from like wake up to nighttime. It's an all day process. Um, As far as the recipes go, I've just kind of you know I've lived in three states now, and the humidity and the climate is slightly different in all three, and that affects baking. A lot. And so, um, yeah, so I've just had to learn how to make those adjustments. And as far as the recipes go, if you know what to use and when to use and how much to use, that's just kind of a natural thing. Um, It's the ingredients. The ingredients is what makes what you're eating. If you don't use good ingredients, you can have the best recipe and it's not going to matter. So it's the ingredients that matter. What kind of ingredients would you say is worth investing in? You get what you pay for, you know, like you use a good butter, use a good vanilla, you know, use a good flour, know what kind of flour to use depending on what you're making. And, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, you mean the brands? Oh, the brand. So the brands I use, I use Plugra, which is a okay. European butter, or any European butter. You want it to be a high butterfat content. Um, oh, I had no idea that European butter was like that. Yeah. This is important. Butter is important, so I like butter to know is, these things. especially in croissants. I mean, it's, yeah, that's all butter. Of, it's all butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's layers of butter and dough, and so, so interesting. European butter is what as I opposed use, to as far as vanilla goes. I use a very good vanilla, um, very expensive vanilla. I use uh, Nielsen Massey's. Madagascar bourbon. And, um, yeah, I mean, those things make a huge difference. So you, you, like I said, you get what you pay for and you, you can taste it, you know, is, yeah. What are, what are your, uh, top sellers? If someone were new and wanted to come to your shop and kind of get some of the most popular items, what would they be? So probably our, we sell a lot of croissants and then cookies, and then bars. Those are probably our top three sellers. Um, we do sell a lot of bread. What I get the compliments most on are the croissants and the cookies. I do. I, I, I hear so much that um, 
our croissants are better than the ones that they've had in Paris. And oh. I keep telling my husband, we need to go to Paris because I've never been to Paris and I need to see about these croissants in Paris. <laughs> You just got to hire some people and then head out for a while. I know. (laughs) Well, so what has been the most rewarding part of having your business? Like what do you, what, Mm. what drives you makes you the happiest? Making other people happy. And when I sell something to somebody or give something to somebody, because we do give away a lot um, and they, and I see the joy in their face and, or the happiness and they say how this is great or call us and we get call, phone calls from people. Just making people happy it does it for us. <laughs> but you also, what I like about your business, and I had looked online a little bit, um, that you, you are involved in lots of different kinds of, um, organizations, but also events. And I think that's really important too. You're, you're supporting, you support each other, Mm -hmm. but can you talk a little bit about the events that you tend to, to support? We pretty much support almost any event, anybody that comes to us and asks us for their support. We, um, we try to be as helpful. We want that community involvement. And, you know, so usually whatever they ask for, we pretty much try to accommodate, um, And we wanted that community involvement and and to be able to give back. I know a lot of companies don't. So I think that's really impressive. And I think if more companies knew what it felt like to really give back, they would do Mm -hmm. more. Yeah, it does. It's that in itself is just rewarding. So (laughs) would you say that you have um, something that's sort of been the biggest surprise of opening your own business? What's been the most surprising aspect of it? Um. The fact that I'm working 24 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I was going to ask you about is the balance. Because we talk about this on the show all the time, work-life balance when you're a business owner. How do you do it? it, It's hard. It's hard. And, you know, we're we're almost three years in now, and I'm still trying to figure that out, that balance. Um, One of the things that we did, we were talking early last year, probably about a year ago now, you know, we can't go on like this. We have to figure something out. We have to move to a bigger place, buy a place, you know, and we kept getting more and more uh, wholesale accounts. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, maybe we'll just, and people kept coming to us wanting to rent our kitchen. And I thought maybe we should just buy a space and turning it in, turn it into a production kitchen. And, and so when people say, well, how do you balance? I say, well, you just start a new business. <laughs> Which is counterintuitive. Right. It kind of sounds counterintuitive or kind of reductive, but um, it's actually going to help us because it'll be a bigger space so that we can hire people to do what we do. We'll have more ovens, more refrigeration, and just a a bigger prep area because our biggest problem right now is time and prep area. We do not have enough prep area. And it's one of the reasons why we kind of cut back our walk-in hours to do our wholesale accounts because we are just spread out all over the shop when we're doing these orders. And so it's crazy to think that you had started thinking that it would be more of a walk-in kind of like sit down and have coffee and pastries in your shop, but it's actually become something so much different. It has, it has. I I tell people that we opened in 2020 in the height of the the beginning of the pandemic and we quickly had to take a left turn <laughs> from there. Well, if you're just joining us, I'm speaking to Lori Sutton, who is the owner of Bananas and Beehives in downtown Canton. 
Um, so what would you say is like a misconception that you think is in your industry? What would you, is there anything that you'd like to address that you think people don't know about what it's like? I don't know. Oh, good. I did Can a stumping you? kind of question. Well, I was <laughs> thinking that, you know, I'm assuming that people don't know like the ingredients list. Like I don't know that I... I, I appreciate you pointing that out because how would I know that I'm even having something that's actually extra special right. bourbon kind of vanilla or flour or incredible butter? I wouldn't know to even appreciate that. You know, it right. tastes really great, but I love that you kind of talk about how much you think about the back end of it. Right. You know, I don't think that I had an appreciation for that. So. Yeah, I, th- I think I guess that is kind of a big misconception that people don't, and it's probably why a lot of people don't bake. You know, you, you have a lot more cooks than you have, you have a lot more restaurants than you have bakeries. Um, but yeah, I mean, even with restaurants, it's the ingredients that you use and that that definitely make it. And yeah, a lot of people just think butter is butter, exactly. Because if I try to make a croissant, it's not going to be the same. Right. You know, takes a lot of love also. <laughs> you put love in patience. your patience. and patience. <laughs> love and patience. Yeah, I look back, I think back to when I first, because before we opened the bakery, I had never made a croissant before. I made a lot of desserts, but right. I had never made a croissant. You know, just the thought of rolling out dough for hours at a time. And, and so I did a lot of research, and the first thing we did was bought a sheeter. We run the dough through, oh, right? Oh, <laughs> and okay. so that definitely is time saving. And uh, um, but yeah, the just just the thought process and stuff, which is probably why a lot of people don't do it. But any advice that I have for anybody wanting to get out there and bake is buy good ingredients. It makes a difference. Interesting, because I don't know that I even have good ingredients. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. Of course, I don't bake for anyone else really, but I would want it to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So. And you take pride in it, obviously, in your products. Well, another thing that we're going to do in the production kitchen is something we wanted to do in the um, in the shop is hold classes, like how Mm -hmm. to make croissant classes and how to make sourdough classes and things like that. And we never was we never were able to bring that to fruition in the shop because it just wasn't big enough. The kitchen was too small, and um, but we'll have a lot more room, and so. It'll be a learning kitchen as well. Oh, that's so smart. And, and for anyone else, if you want to come and give a cooking class, you are more than welcome. <laughs> no, I will take a cooking class. <laughs> I don't bake for people who, like, really care about the results. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, I'm so sure far. you fine. <laughs> I love baking, but it's um, interesting how I don't really want to have a thousand baked goods around because I'll eat them all. Like, how yeah. do you? Do you ever get tired? Like, are you like, no, I'm not. I'm not I don't need a croissant because I'm in them all day long. But like, is that something that you're sort of like, you don't really feel the need to eat any of these things? Like people who are in coffee shops, they probably don't need to be drinking coffee all day because they're in it all day. Right. Um, Definitely, I don't eat. I I can't even taste test anymore. I live on a wing and a prayer. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you, you know, before we opened, when I was baking here and there at home or for friends or, or whatever, um, I did eat a, you know, I had my go-tos. I loved almond croissants. I loved cookies, just especially chocolate chip. I mean, I can eat chocolate chip and a milkshake any day. But now that I'm around it all the time, and, and you know, now that we're getting busier and busier and busier, and the quantities are getting up and up and up, and I can't keep up with the quantities, um, 
or I'm having trouble keeping up with them. Yeah, I I can't eat it. <laughs> my go-to food is Mexican, and I keep telling my husband. I know this has nothing to do with anything, but I keep telling him I need to go get a job at a Mexican <laughs> restaurant because <laughs> maybe then I won't crave it five times a day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you're around something every day, I think that you it kind of you know get desensitized you know, or whatever, right? Definitely. I need to work in like a chocolate place then. I think yeah. <laughs> something like that. We'll make goods know. in general. Do you want to give up chocolate though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I think for a short period. <laughs> I'd probably do me good. <laughs> what do you do for marketing? For marketing? Well, so we've tried a little bit of everything. We've been in quite a few magazines, uh, the local magazines, um, Family Life and Enjoy Cherokee and things like that. Um We've also been in some uh, neighborhood magazines. Got you. Uh, we've done social media. We've done Facebook and Instagram, things like that. I can't remember anything else that we've done. We haven't done any marketing lately. The last thing we did was family life. Okay. But it's obvious that you um, don't really need to exactly because you have done so much in the community. Right. Because right? that definitely, definitely. We, I tell Anyone now that's looking for looking to start a business, just do it. You can research for years. I mean, I've been wanting to do this for a very long time without saying my age. <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> you can research all you want and you're never going to figure it out until you jump in the pool and start swimming. Um, but that's the first advice. Just do it. And, you know, you'll figure out what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and what people want and what they don't want. And the second piece of advice right on up there with the first piece of advice is network. I mean, that changed it for us. Our very first network meeting, we were approached about um, wholesale. And I, that had never crossed my mind. And I thought, okay, sure, we can do that. And then it took them actually, I think, two or three more times until they finally showed up at our shop and said, we would like you to wholesale for us. <laughs> wow. And where do you wholesale? So our very first customer, that one, was at Reformation, which we truly love. They were a godsend to us, um, and we still wholesale to them. Uh, we also wholesale to Alma Coffee, uh, Jack's Coffee, Bazaar Coffee, Whitetail Coffee, uh, Woodstock Beer Market, Circle of Friends, um, Reeves House. We, uh, I think we have about 17 wow. wholesale customers right now that are actively, and we have two more that we just got. Um, Black Rifle Coffee. Yes. And uh, I don't think I won't leave anybody out. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, th I think we have 17 now that we actively do on a weekly basis. And But yeah, it all started with Reformation. And I, and I just remember when we first got our license before we started. Um, really um, baking. Before we even opened our doors, when we first got our, when they came and did our first inspection and everything, I remember her asking if we were going to do wholesale. And I said, no, why would we do wholesale? We have a retail shop. <laughs> <laughs> and that we had to quickly change our license after we started that. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's changed everything. And, and for the better, we love it. And so, but definitely I, 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 my best piece of advice is, you know, market yourself, of course, with, you know, Radio X and business radio X mm -hmm. and, um, and magazines, local magazines and stuff, but network, network, network. That's how you're going to get your name out there. And I mean, it definitely helped us and put us in a whole new, you know, a whole new place. Kind of, yeah, yeah. A different direction completely. Yeah. So you said you love it so much. So 
what is it like being um, working with your husband? You know, all the time because I wonder what that would have been like for me if I had had the same scenario. Would I be like super happy or not super happy? It's a challenge. I'm not going to say it's not. It's definitely a challenge. Um, but we finally have come to a place where we can work together. Um, I probably just need to trust him a little bit more. Well, um, I had someone on the show recently that talked about how their partner has so many strengths that they don't have. And it just really absolutely. balances out so nicely. Absolutely. Yes, he does. He definitely, you know, mine is the creative. I'm the the. Think outside you, the box. Yeah, I'm the creative. I'm what you see in the shop. I'm, I'm all of that. And, and he's more of the behind the scenes. He kind of fills in where I need help. He does bake, um, you know, and by baking, I mean, put it in the oven. That is very important. <laughs> it's a very important thing to do. But That's he's, awesome. he's also, he's the financial guy. And so he's the one who's made this dream of mine happen. Um who would have thought, right? I know. Who would have thought? So, it's, but yeah, it's, it's been a. Ch- it, it definitely is challenging. But you know, you you come to a place where you say, okay, you know, this is my lane. This is your lane. Mm-hmm. This is when we can mix lanes. And- yeah, and you complement <laughs> each other that right. way. Do you ever go to some of the places where you wholesale and see your things? <laughs> <laughs> well, Every time we deliver. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if you've ever gone to Black Rifle or whatever, or I don't know, any of the coffee places, and you're like, oh, there's our stuff. Yeah. That's so cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have, and, and, you know, it's kind of come back to us also. We have people that see our stuff or, or have our stuff, eat our stuff in other places, and they come and check us out. Oh, you really are here. <laughs> you know, because we have our address and everything on each package. And so, um, yeah. Or they'll say, oh, we wanted this, but they didn't have it. So we just came to see if you had it or something like that. So we, we get that a lot. And it's it's nice. It's nice because, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're – products are selling because they keep ordering more but you wonder who's buying them and so we do we do get to see that sometimes (laughs) that's so cool and i think how neat it is that you are in have a physical store that people can talk about years from now oh i walked by here when i was a little kid you know and here it is it's just neat that you're part of now a community and a history we love that we love being part of the community and the community has been so welcoming welcoming Mm -hmm. to us it's it's awesome. So is there anything, you know, the show being Fearless Formula, is there anything that you're not afraid of anymore? Oh, everything I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> Me I don't, too. I don't know that I'll never not be afraid of anything. <laughs> I'm laughing you know? because I told you before the show started that sometimes I'm like, they changed the passcode for me to get in here because they know. figured it out that I'm not even supposed to be in this building or something. Like I have irrational fear. But no. Seriously, like it's something I think about is, um, you know, what what if this all falls apart or what if it ends? I have most of my fears are irrational. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I feel that, too. Every time I make a delivery, I think, what if they don't like it? Or what if I did something wrong? Or did I forget the sugar? Or, you know, but you do it anyway. But but look how you're still doing it anyway. Yes. I I suppose they haven't kicked me out of here. I think that once, like I said before, once you jump into the pool, you you have to swim. And and so I think that's what I'm still trying to do. Just stay alive and. You know, and and watch it grow, and watch it grow, <laughs> and be helpful, and <laughs> just try to be involved, and and I would love to get more involved. Um, you know, I just I don't always know the right avenues to take, and 
but but you look yeah. it's like um sometimes things are coming to you as well you know right. which is so cool well it's so exciting how can people come see you or get in touch with you if they want to so they can call us uh, at the shop they can email us uh, they can message us on um Facebook, Social media, right? Facebook, like or yes, like you did. Uh, they can come to the shop. Yeah. Uh, we would love to meet anyone. We Everyone that walks through our door, we say, have you been here before? Yeah, you yeah. ask their story. We ask their story. They can hear your story. Yeah. So it's 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 been fun to get to know people and, you know, and, and you you get that clientele that just comes back. And we have so many now that... They don't stay. They just call and they say, hey, we need this. Can we pick it up on Thursday? And so we do a lot of that. Uh, And and even though we're only open a few days a week, we are there seven days a week, pretty much almost around the clock. And, um, yeah, and we take orders, not just wholesale orders. So we do orders also. Yeah, so stop by. Say hi. We would love to meet you. (laughs) Well, Lori, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's been so nice to chit-chat with you and kind of hear your backstory. And now I feel like I can have an appreciation for what I'm eating when I'm there. Well, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And thank you all for listening to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X. And again, this is Sharon Klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding, we can all have our own fearless formula. Have a great day.